Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And welcome back to WSHIT's continuing coverage of Crab Apple High School's drive to the Southwest Regional Soccer Finals. How exciting is this moment? And in an effort to make sure that every Crab Applean can hear and enjoy the excitement along with us, we now offer the broadcast in Espanol on WSHIT 2. We'll now tune into that coverage live in the last remaining minutes of this regional championship. Henry, 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 goal! Goal, 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 goal! Titi, 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 Goal! Reporter Angry Gay to take a breath and we'll be back after this commercial break. On this episode of the commercial break. Because now she can say things to them that I may or may not be able to respond right. to or may or may not understand. Right. Now, just to be clear on where I stand with my Spanish. I took two years of Spanish in high school. I then spent a lot of time in Spanish-speaking countries. I have friends who have speak, who speak a lot of Spanish. Their families speak yeah. Spanish. For almost all my adult life, I have been around Spanish. And I've watched television programs in Spanish. So I understand quite a bit of Spanish. Unless they are speaking, unless someone's speaking ultra fast. Well, right. Or they're speaking on top of each other, which is every Spanish situation <laughs> ever. Sure. They always are talking over each yes. other. It's Our amazing. Fast, yes. They'll show someone like I was watching the women the other day, right? The qualifying for the U.S. team, and she let the she let the rock go. And in the match USA versus Spain, it's Tag Master Brian Green, also known as Tag Bagmaster. Here comes Brian to his signature sound. I'm going to get you! <laughs> Athletes ready! Roses ready! I'm going to get you! Look how his competitor crumbles in fear as he knows the pain is coming once he hears, I'm going to get you! <laughs> The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Ah, it's another episode.
us out of the commercial break. I'm Brian Green. This is Chrissy Holding. And best to you, Chrissy. Best to you, Brian. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. How the hell are you? The commercial break. The one and only. The That's one. all. That's all you need. The commercial break. So if you're leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving it under the commercial break. And alternatively, if you're le- if you want to leave a message for the other commercial breaks out there, go to their page. Don't leave it on ours. We got yet another comment that's clearly having nothing to do with our, our <laughs> podcast. But that's okay. He was talking about like how the stock market goes up or down or something like that. And I'm like, how do we stop this shit? I guess we can. I think we kind of kind of nipped it in the bud for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but it still remains. And so there you go. That's another uh, good comment. Yeah, another good. Yeah. Listen, we got a good review. Yeah, we got five stars. Okay. So there you go. We got lots of five stars on Apple. We actually have a five star review. Yeah. And I think that's just wonderful. So thank you very much to everyone who takes the time to do that. Remember that you can get your TCE stickers by leaving reviews and go to the website to figure that out. You'll find out more about that uh, later on in the show. I no longer do the liners in the show, Chrissy, because I realized that we were wasting sometimes 20 to 25 minutes of the show I know, just I me talking out. about it. I know you would. I knew you would. And I would just drone on about this and about that okay, and about yeah. everything. Yeah. If there's something important that you need yeah. to know, yeah, go there. <laughs> Whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> You're like most of the other I'm people in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I was stupid. You're like most of the other people in my life. They just tune out at some point. <laughs> Probably most of the listeners, too. <laughs> uh, so thanks for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. And, and you, if there's anything important that you need to know, you'll hear it right before the commercial break in the commercial break. Oddly enough, there you go. Yes. So uh, if you're listening sense. long enough, you know we have commercials and we have a commercial break for it. Um, so Chrissy was just showing me that there was yet another spam phone call where it says potential spam if you have an iPhone and Verizon yeah, and stuff like that. It's Happens constant. all fucking day and now mm-hmm. at night. Like, who are Who's the spam? One time, I, I sometimes when I try to pick up, there's nobody there. Uh, the, most Every of the once time, in a while, I'm yeah. like, well, who is this? I Let me just pick it up. Hello? Hello? They're testing your phone number, and right? And it is like, yeah, you, I think they test there. you. If you answer, then you get put into yet another. I didn't even realize yeah. that. And it's just a big marketing funnel, right? And mm-hmm. they go like this, and they're usually trying to sell. I know, you know, lots of them call me about my student loans. I don't have any student loans. Well, and yeah. Car insurance. Re- her, the car, re- car repair. Car the, repair or stuff. Your yeah. warranty is about. About to expire, or my favorite, we will send the FBI to yeah. your door if you do not call <laughs> us back by 3 p.m. today. The FBI doesn't call. They don't knock. They just come in. No. Number yeah, one. They're no, not yeah. contacting uh, Listen, you. I got, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not worried about answering my phone if I'm worried apparently, about the FBI coming a, in my door. Apparently there was a juror scam that was going on because, you know, I think I told you this. I don't oh, know yeah, if yeah. I told the listeners, but I was called, summoned for jury. Yeah, yeah. We did talk about right this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Memfo, yep. Right before Memfo. Right before Memfo. A day before Memfo. The day before I was supposed That's to leave right. for Memfo. Yep. I was summoned and then selected. Yes. And I had to postpone the trip to Memphis because a, I had to go into court mm, every mm, day. Mm. It wasn't even something that great. It was a property dispute. Yeah, that's but a, it. It turned out to be a hung jury. We couldn't convince this one woman unbelievable. to come to you our side. You know she side. was paid off. I think so. Yeah, of course. But yeah. however, Brian, listen to this. As of this past week, I got another summons. You got another jury summons? That quick. Wow. That quick, uh-uh. But no. you know, you just say no. I Well, yeah. you don't, you, you have to kind of go through a process yeah, I know you have to go through saying process. no. Yeah. Uh, but I went to the website and I saw that's where there was the potential jury scam uh, going on. They were alerting people saying, What's don't. the jury scam? Well, I guess it was you. You show up somewhere and they rob you? you? Uh, no. 
<laughs> show up at the courthouse no. they take your money <laughs> that's actually a good one yeah that's not a bad one yeah no it was that uh people were being called yeah and they were saying hey you've got to show up or we're gonna send people out after you pay us some money i guess too or something oh I don't pay know. us some money because you missed jury yeah, jury duty so that was a scam but however Please. i did get out of this next one. okay good yeah that means that we don't have to worry about our schedule here at <laughs> yeah, TCB. Exactly. The schedule never stops here at TCB. <laughs> hell high, hell or high water or salmonella, yeah. food poisoning, yeah. jury duty, whatever. We keep on trucking here. Mm-hmm. And I've conti- I continue to be sick with uh, salmonella, which mm-hmm. is just unbelievable on day number whatever. But, uh, but the good news is is that this has left me plenty of time to dig deep into the internet and get lots and lots Perfect. of content for the show. Yes. So it's kind of been a blessing in disguise that I've had to slow down a little bit. I like bit. your silver lining. Yeah, I like to think of it. Yeah, I also lost 20. I'm going on 15 pounds now. Go. So it's just, I can't. Uh, a holiday diet. I told my um, one of my business partners, I said, I lost all the weight I was going to gain. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'll just be yes, even by the time. Exactly. I'll be back to fat, kind of, uh, <laughs> once it goes there. One of the things I have realized. You look great. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You looked yeah. great before too. So. Yeah, I, I'm not. I would have said it to you. I'm. You would have said it to me before. I think so. You or you would have said you could stand to lose five or ten. Mm, I don't know if I would have. No, I don't think you. Would. We don't have that kind of relationship. We don't. You know, I don't. You're not. You Who don't do ask me. Do you have that relationship? My wife. I mean, you know, that's the only person you really should be asking. Sometimes my brothers give unintended uh. advice. Right? They're like, "Hey, man, did you gain some weight." Like, go fuck yourself. I mean, I definitely gained weight during the pandemic, but oh, yeah, I still yeah. said I looked beautiful and he loved me. The I, I was. have learned in now my, you know, 29 years of life yeah. that uh, your weight is going to fluctuate. It that is. is going to it happen. You're going to have periods where you- Are changing bodies. Are changing bodies. And <laughs> as you get older, it gets harder to lose weight mm-hmm. and you put it on quicker. And when you have children, every life change comes with different circumstances mm-hmm. and you have to give yourself a break sometimes and just say, yeah. well, okay, so you're not in fighting order. You're not in fighting shape, but you're alive and you have your health and, you know, in my you're case, a I have a beautiful a wife. I'm a lover, anyway. not a fighter. I don't want to yeah, argue with exactly. my body. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have all those arguments and disagreements in my mm-hmm. body. I already have Be so many to issues around food. You know, I eat so many weird things <laughs> and I'd like to eat at odd times. And sometimes I don't like people watching me eat. I have so many odd things about food. Yeah. I don't want to add like body dysmorphia into no. it because then I know I'll have a full blown eating disorder. Yeah. Right now, I just think it's hiding under the surface, but then <laughs> it'll explode someday when I just, you know, salmonella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you haven't eaten in 10 days, Brian. Mm-hmm. Listen, trust me. I can, I'm not one of those guys no, who can go through those water diets for 10 days. I have friends God, who do that. And he's, I, Raphael does that. And he's a, that's fucking unbelievable to me. Wow. Yeah, but he's a bear on day number eight. And he'll readily admit this. He's yeah. like in a full-blown ass clown at day number eight. He's like, ah, ah, ah. It's like, hey, dude, your, eat something. Uh, yes. Yeah. Eat, chew on something, and then you'll feel better. Your body's not supposed to go 10 days <laughs> no. without food. But, you know, he swears by it, and that works for him, yep. and so that's good. Leaves to their own. One of the things that I am learning about my young, uh, growing children, I'm not going to talk about in detail because I don't want to send them to therapy when they're older, but <laughs> I'll say this. They're going there anyways. So. Yeah, they're heading there anyways. I'm their father. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, one of the things that I have noticed recently as I've spent a little more time, you know, in the, in the house and on the toilet is that those kids are starting to speak really good Spanish with my wife. Mm-hmm. And then I see this as an existential, existential threat mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Because now she can say things to them that I may or may not be able to respond right. to or may or may not understand. Right. Now, just to be clear on where I stand with my Spanish, I took two years of Spanish in high school. 
I then spent a lot of time in Spanish-speaking countries. I have friends who have speak who speak a lot of Spanish. Their families speak yeah. Spanish. For almost all my adult life, I have been around Spanish, and I've watched television programs in Spanish. So I understand quite a bit of Spanish, unless they are speaking unless someone's speaking ultra fast. Well, right, or they're speaking on top of each other, which is every Spanish situation <laughs> ever. Sure. <laughs> they always are talking over each yes. other. It's Our amazing. Fast. Yes, the Venezuelans will have ten people around a table. And each person will be talking to two different people at the same time, and then multiple people will be having cross-conversations, and they are all understanding each other. It drives me fucking bananas, because as an American, I want you to stop talking when I'm talking so that you can hear what I'm saying. What? What? (laughs) ¿Qué? ¿Qué? ¿Qué dónde? (laughs) So, I have a hard time keeping up with the conversations in the house yeah, because there are so many people talking at one time and they're all talking over each other. And that's just the way they talk. It's just the way they do it on the television shows. They usually talk, you know, it's hard to do that. So they talk, you know, one at a time. Do you watch the telenovelas? I have watched a number of telenovelas. Actually, <laughs> Astrid and I watched one together uh, in 2018 that I really, really loved. Yeah. I loved it. And it was They're on so every fucking good. night. Oh, yeah. So and it fun. went on it's for... Spanish spoke. Yeah. So it went fun for a fucking ever, right? It was like, you know, 300 episodes. And we watched it and we watched every episode <laughs> together. And I just loved it. Now, we haven't found one that we quite like that much together. Uh-huh. Uh, but that was... It was... I, I loved it. I thought it was... Do they do the same things? Like where it's... Over and you over. Know, yeah. yeah. Cheating, different. cheating, dying. Yeah, now, this one was about a ghost. Like it was, huh? it was two no, people. Nico, and Nico, the day. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it was about a person, uh, like a famous CEO who died, and he came back ah. as a bodyguard, right? <laughs> like a bodyguard for the family. Okay, for his family, the person who just died. So he came back in this different body, but it was the oh. actual the CEO. So he was like a ghost inhabiting somebody else's body. Interesting. And then alternately, this also happened to some other people in the show, right? They, there was other people who also had this. And it's about how he re-falls in love with the wife that he has, sure. only now he's in a much sexier, younger oh, body. The, like, the, yeah. the security guard it body. Was, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and there was, you know, hot girls in small bikinis, the whole nine yards. You yeah. get it. Lots of sensuous love scenes. Night after night, it was really the same storyline, night after <laughs> night. But always you were interested because it was well yeah. acted and everyone was having, having a good time, right? And, and Astrid and I were having a good time. So we just continued to watch it night after sure. night after night. I think she was also pregnant during that time, or maybe we had just had the baby. So it was like, you know, we didn't have a lot to do except for watch this thing yes. that came out at nine o'clock <laughs> so one of the so i was talking to astrid and i was saying you know i'm uh i see this as a threat like you know there's you're gonna be able to speak to our children yeah much more conversationally what like, yeah what are you saying you know and uh you know my son will be like mm, yeah, don't worry about it dad <laughs> we said this is good cheese on the tamales right <laughs> Astrid said, you need to, I also took two years of Spanish with a private tutor when Astrid came here to the United States because I wanted to be able to speak to her family and I can get around. And the more Spanish that's around, like when her family comes and spends time with us, the more I speak, the more, the better I get. It's a practice. It's a muscle memory, right? Yeah. But Astrid said, I've got an idea. Why don't I give you some practice for the commercial break? Why don't I give you five to 10 words on a piece of paper? Okay. And you see if you and Chrissy can figure out what it means (laughs) based on your limited knowledge of Spanish. Now, remember, I have basic conversational Spanish Uh abilities to speak, and I have probably, I would call it, um, let's call it uh, intermediate 
understanding skills. Working right? knowledge. I have a working knowledge. Like if you had a conversation with me. I took Latin in school. So Jesus, who the fuck takes Latin? Why would you need Latin ever in any I, circumstance? I, well, the teacher was very, very interesting. <laughs> it was he hot? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> okay. But I would say I need to go to the bathroom and he would give me a pass to go to the bathroom and I would be gone for the whole entire period and then come back. <laughs> 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 and it would be like, hey, okay. Hey. Yeah, so Latin, Mr. Coleman. Uh, Mr. Coleman. Mr. Coleman. Uh, I get all Mr. Coleman. Yeah. 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 So, and I know a little bit of Italian, a little bit of Spanish. So, uh, this will be good. Okay. You ready? So, let's see if yeah. we can understand some Spanish. Okay. Okay. The first word is L. I'm going to spell it and then we'll try and say it, right? L A M P I N O. With the squiggly. Yeah. With the accent all over the end, which is enye, right? So, Lampino. Lampino. Right? Mm-hmm. Does that mean lamp? I'm, assume, I'm assuming that this means either lamp or lit, lighting, lit. Okay. Right? Or, okay. Uh, alternate, alternately, it could mean something completely different. Yeah, like, you it know, probably does. I don't know. Lays with the turkey or something. What is this? <laughs> that's not Spanish. Lays that's with a turkey. Native American. Lays with turkey. <laughs> Your name is Lampino. Lays with turkey. <laughs> Let's figure out what Lampino means. Should we do this together? Yeah, yeah. Let, let me see. It means hairless, someone with no hairless. hair or a bone. Lampino. 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 In, uh, in my days where I also learned a lot of Spanish, which was as a restaurant restaurateur, <laughs> right? Right. Because right, we had a lot of the guys in the back. And, yeah. All of them. Everyone. Yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone that was cooking your fantastic food spoke Spanish or was from mm. Mexico or a South American country. And uh, it's in some restaurants, even the head chef, right? Yeah. And they used to call me pelones, pelones, which meant baldy. I think it meant baldy, but then other people have told me that it was much more offensive. Yeah, lampino and pelones do not sound anything alike. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to spell this and then we'll try and figure out how to say it together here on the commercial break. A-P-A-P-A-C-H-A-R. So, apa, apapachar, apapachar, apapachar. And I think that means one of those reclining chairs that the dad sits in <laughs> at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Lazy boy. A papa chair. <laughs> e- papa yeah. Either that or that is Spanish for Papa Roach the band. Um, a papa chair. Or Blink 182. Blink 182. A papa chair. I think it means blink. If you think it means blink? A papa chair. A papa chair. And what I know of Spanish, it's not going to mean blink or sitting chair. It means to, to cuddle, cuddle, hug, embrace. Or caress. A papa char. A papa char, baby. Uh, I just popped a char right now, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) We did not even come close on that one. Okay, all right. I like this game. Let's go. Okay. E-M-P-A-L-A-G-O-S-O. Empalagoso. 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 To drive. I actually know what this means. No, money hard is to drive. Money hard. Money hard. Mm-hmm. To money drive. Hard. To go somewhere driving in a car, okay. right? Is money hard. Manahandalo. I think <laughs> okay. that a papa in Palagos, you got to say it with the accent. In Palagoso. If you're going to be Spanish, a Palagoso. A Palagoso. You got to, yeah, they don't say the rest is, they say it. Like a pizza? Yeah, a pizza. A pizza. We're going to a pizza. Rachel, this and is for you if you're watching. <laughs> a pizza, a pizza. Where is Rachel? A pizza. Yeah, a pizza. She was just in Costa Rica. I know. She's <laughs> that Rachel. Aww. She's a wild one. I'll tell you what. Yeah. yeah she. Uh, who knows what's going on down there? Yeah. But 
Our good friend Rachel McGrath was posting videos of her down in Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. They were amazing. They were wonderful. They were highly entertaining. I love you, Rachel. She had a video. She rode in like a helicopter whirly thing. Yeah, like one of those two-seater helicopter things. Yeah. She had a dinner that was made by what she was calling a famous Costa Rican chef. Uh The Costa Rican chef was in short shorts, like booty (laughs) shorts. A tank top to here was so muscly. Had long hair and makeup on, and it was a man. (laughs) And he was like, I'm going to make some food for you. (laughs) Oh, Rachel. You know, I've got salt and peppers and all the things. Oh, I bet it was a good dinner. (laughs) Oh, my. It was a good video is what it was. Yes. I was the most entertaining chef I've ever seen in my entire life. He was prancing around, just like throwing salt everywhere. I love it. It's perfect for Rachel. It's exactly where I imagine Rachel would eat in Costa Rica. And Palagoso is the name of the chef that Rachel met down in Costa Rica. It's in Palagoso. (laughs) (laughs) In Palagoso means a hard headed person. Someone oh. who is stubborn. I'm not saying I'm, that's my guess. No, that's my guess. Oh. That's my guess. Stubborn person. Empalagoso. Like you're an empalagoso. <laughs> it means when something is disgustingly Disgusting. sweet. Disgustingly sweet. Disgustingly sweet. Like uh, just too sweet. Like that. Like those cakes they make at Publix when they put a ton of yeah. fucking frosting on it. Yeah. Why do you put so much frosting on my cake? Or the margaritas at Chili's during happy hour. Oh, uh, so sweet. God, give you heartburn. Empalagoso. Mm-hmm. That is impossibly, impossibly sweet. Uh huh. Okay, ready? C h i m b o b o c h a b o c h a b o chimbo chimbo. I happen to know what chimbo means. Well, okay. But you take a guess. Uh, let's see. It means when something's too sour. It could mean someone something's too sour. I think this is actually a man bimbo, like a man slut. Oh, a chimbo. Like a chimbo, like a fucking chimbo. You know, he's out a there chimbo. cheating. He's a chimbo, a chimbo. He sleeps with everybody. A chimbo. What are we, Italian? <laughs> By the way, I always call my children bambinos in Spanish, and my my in-laws make fun of me because they're like, that's not Spanish, bambino. Where are you getting that? And I'm like, oh, look at the long bambinos. Uh, okay. That's a long explanation. In Venezuela. Lousy, cheap. In Venezuelan, this means a lousy, cheap, or generally bad covers all spectrums up to and including sad, but also boring, so you can use it with low-quality stuff for friends that are too lazy or sometimes something like that. So a chimbo is basically, oh, it means like a, like I guess it means like it's it's not good, like it's poor quality. I could find like a, a theme here too because <laughs> hairless. <laughs> <laughs> cuddle. To cuddle or yeah. embrace somebody who's disgustingly sweet. That's and then a chimbo. It's a knockoff. He's a bootleg. A, a man. man bimbo. V a i n a. A vagina. A vagina is a vagina. That's what I would think too. Yeah, it's but... a vagina, but it's a vagina, and that's how they say it. Like food, though. I think that's how Venezuelans say it in English. The vagina. <laughs> Look at her vagina. Could it also mean a, a hiatal hernia? It's the most useful and versatile word across the entire Caribbean because vanya can mean anything from objects to situations. It's equivalent to the word things in English. Mm. Look at the vahenya. Mm-hmm. You see that vahenya over there? <laughs> it's. It's. <laughs> it's in Palagoso. <laughs> it's absolutely chimba. 
<laughs> og Papa Chan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. You ready? Yes. C-H-E-V-R-E. And this I actually do. Chevre. 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 That means idiot. It means... Lasagna is a chavache, chevre, and paragoso. Now where did my Italian accent come from? <laughs> it means amazing. Aww. It means great. It means everything's wonderful. Chevre, chevre, amazing. So you're like, chevre. you know, when you're in conversation, you go, that's amazing, yeah. you know? Chevre. You say chevre, chevre. I'll remember that one. We have no idea what we're talking no. about in Spanish. <laughs> we don't. No. So we... Uh, Can I keep these? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll keep these. What are you going to keep them for? Just to quiz myself. Flash cards. <laughs> you can use them randomly. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. yeah wow, Brian, that's Chevre. <laughs> I'm going to throw them out there. You're going to use those like I use my Spanish when people are here. And I'm like, bueno. <laughs> bueno. <laughs> que dunde. I have a papa jar. Como esta? Bien. Como esta? Bien. Oh, but, you know. Bueno. I'll come out with, you know, uh, bueno. You know, por supuesto. I'll say, of course, you know, por supuesto. Like, when people are talk, those talk to me though. When I was in Spain and people would say like a like they'd say a sentence to me, right? Yeah. They'd be like say something like you know, oh Brian, it's so nice to meet you. Do you know how's everything going? It's so yeah. amazing that you're here for dinner. And I'd be like por supuesto, <laughs> which means of course, which can be used in at the end of any sentence. And people would be like, ah bueno, tu español es mucho claro, mucho bien, gracias. Yeah, I just fake Spanish, basically. <laughs> yes. But I can understand it. So when people and people do talk about me behind my back in Spanish, and I don't I like bet it. They do. Hey everybody, it's the commercial break inside of the commercial break. Go to tcbpodcast.com if you'd like to find out more about Chrissy and I. You can read all the show notes, get our sponsors, special URLs and codes. You can listen to all the audio. You can watch all the video all from our website. And if you'd like to, you can drop us a line at 661-237-8296. That's 661-BEST-THE-NUMBER-2-YO. At The Commercial Break on Instagram, youtube.com slash The Commercial Break is the home of our brand new series, TCB in the Studio, content you cannot get through the audio version. So please go ahead, jump over there and subscribe. It'd be a great Christmas present to yourself. Get your free TCB Collectibles sticker. Series number two is out right now by going to the website and click on I Want My Free Sticker. We'll tell you how to get it. You tell us where to send it and we'll have it home for the holidays just in time. We want to thank you for being a listener of the commercial break. And we know commercials aren't your favorite thing in the world, but our sponsors are good enough to give you free shit and discounts just by listening to the commercials. So please use the specialized URLs and codes to get your free shit. And then the sponsors keep on coming back and then we get to do more content and you get to keep on listening. It's a big lovey-dovey relationship. Trust me. Happy holidays to you and yours. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Texas Lone Star Tamales at TexasLoneStarTamales.com. This holiday season, we all know we're getting turkey, we all know we're getting gravy, and we know we're getting lots of starchy foods. 
Bring home the authentic taste of Mexican cuisine to your house this holiday season. Let Texas Lone Star Tamales take care of the food for you. It's easy, fast delivery. We'll have the Texas Lone Star Tamales to your front door in no time. And it's literally a three-step process to cook those tamales. If you can cook pasta, you can cook these tamales. And they are delicious. The pork is my favorite. We got a big box of beef, chicken, pork, and cheese from Texas Lone Star Tamales. Make it different this year. Get Texas Lone Star Tamales. They'll take care of the food for you. Like I mentioned, fast free delivery to your front door. And as a holiday gift from their family to the TCB family, you can use the code TCB at checkout to receive a free dozen tamales. That'll keep you fed for at least a week. Go to TexasLoneStarTamales.com and use that code TCB for a free dozen tamales. That's TexasLoneStarTamales.com. Use the code TCB. Thanks, Texas Lone Star Tamales. Hey guys, wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Playbook. Chrissy and I have broached this subject many times on the commercial break. We agree that some of the worst stress you can feel in your life is financial stress. And if you don't have a handle on where your finances are or a goal for where you're going, it just leads to more financial stress. Playbook is built to help you grow a plan for your money, optimize your taxes, and watch your finances so you don't have to worry so much about money anymore. Playbook is an app that gets to know your unique financial situation and helps you get the most out of every dollar you save. The best part? You don't have to do any crazy budgeting or change your lifestyle at all. As a small business owner, I understand that having your finances in order and having a plan for where you're going is so very important and it's not something I'm always strong with. So I'm so glad to have the help of Playbook. You've got to try it. It's an app for growing your money. And the average user helps boost their net worth by over $1.3 million. That's right. Playbook is helping the average user boost their net worth by over $1.3 million. I have a phone call to get set up with the good people at Playbook, and I'm so excited that it'll allow me to look at all of my accounts, my goals, and my progress in one place instead of having to go to 10 different financial apps. So to get on the road to financial freedom with me, go to helloplaybook.com slash TCB. And with that unique link, helloplaybook.com slash TCB, you'll get a free playbook impact. It predicts how much net worth you could grow if you start today with helloplaybook.com slash TCB. Let's go to financial freedom and beyond. Go to helloplaybook.com slash TCB and look out for future updates on my use with Playbook. This episode is sponsored in part by Beachbound.com. Beachbound.com is an online travel agency with expertise in worldwide beach vacations and only beach vacations. They're reinventing beach travel with Beachbound.com. You can book worldwide beach vacations, including flights, hotels, transfers, and excursions, all from one location at Beachbound.com. They are committed to building the best beach experiences that fulfill all of your cravings and curiosities because to Beachbound.com, the beach isn't just a place, it's a way of life. And man, we couldn't agree more. We've been to this website, hundreds and hundreds of hotels, excursions for every member of the family, Family, your transfers, your cars, everything from one location, beachbound.com. The beach truly is a way of life, and we would choose the beach over any other kind of vacation, and we will use beachbound.com to book our next beach vacation because that's all they do, and they have expertise in only beaches. Go to beachbound.com and book all of your beach travel from one location, beachbound.com. Thanks, Beachbound. 
Hey, TCB family members, gotta let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Quip and GetQuip.com. My dental care is meticulous. I love my dental care routine. I floss and I brush at least twice a day, and GetQuip.com is helping people all around the world do just that. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million people, and there's reasons why. It has a time sonic vibration with 30-second pulses to guide the dentist-recommended two-minute clean, It's got a lightweight and sleek design for both adults and my kids. It's also got a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter in your bag. Plus, it's got reusable handles in a range of sleek metal hues, including the all-time bestseller Black and All Pink. If you feel like you're on top of your brushing already, you can upgrade with Quip and the new Smart Motor. You track and improve your brushing with the free Quip app, and you can earn amazing rewards like free refills, products, Target gift cards, and so much more. If you go to getquip.com slash TCB right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's what they're doing for the TCB family. That's your first refill for free at getquip.com slash TCB. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash TCB. Quip is the good habits company. So go to getquip.com slash TCB to get your free refill when you order with our specialized URL. Come on, guys. Stop with the stanky breath. Get your oral care in order. Never sit in a dentist chair for hours again. Getquip.com is helping. Thanks, Quip, for being a sponsor of the commercial break. This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer, and I just love this product. It's actually kind of serendipitous that I am suffering from allergies today. Just took my Claritin D, and I quite frankly look forward to the relief, and so I don't sound like a duck. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Please use as directed, and we want to thank Claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of Brian's allergies. Allergy symptoms. Thanks, Clariton. I was trolling on the internet. As you do. As I do. And I was, the other day I was sitting in the bathroom, one of the many hours I've spent <laughs> on the toilet for the yes. last however many days. And I came upon the first of the season, getting ready to go into the Winter Olympics, but the first of the season, uh-huh. and the Winter Olympics is next year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. 2020, 2022. Yep. Um, yeah. Because 2020, we're supposed to have the Olympics and we had them in 2021 and now 2022. It's also in China in 2022, I think, also the yes. Winter Olympics. We had the first of the season qualifying Winter Olympics matches, which nice. was in one of my favorite sports to watch, mm-hmm. like all the other stupid sports that we watch in the Winter Olympics. Curling. Curling. For those of you that don't know, curling is like golf. <laughs> yeah. Right, 
that's an actual yeah. job is to do that to in do front this. of yes. the puck. They rub is the it a thing. Puck? It's a it's a stone. It's a stone. stone. They're throwing a stone. For those of you that you have to have seen curling, I know you have because it's the becomes the fascination of every Winter Olympics because it is like watching fucking golf. Yeah, nothing happens quickly. Nothing really happens actually. Right. It's just, but people get points for doing something, right? Yeah. And I love watching golf, so you know I'm into curling. <laughs> curling, it can be hours long matches. Yeah. And what it is is a flat sheet of ice, and on the end of the sheet of ice there is a big bullseye on either side of the ice. And there, uh-huh. it's about, I'm going to guess 25 yards from one end to the other. I don't really know, but don't say 25 yards. And there are these big polished stones that yes. have handles on top of them. They look yeah, like, right. yeah, they look like almost like tires, but they're not tires. They're stones. And they're about... Like um, something you put on a steak, the grill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you take this handle, like yeah. something you would press a steak into, but mm-hmm. it's now glued on top of this very polished stone, this mm-hmm. granite. And it's shaped like a donut, right? Or a tire. It's round. Yeah. And it weighs, I think it weighs like <laughs> 25. It's like a donut or a tire. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's shaped like a round. <laughs> so you're saying it's round. A round? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. You know, it goes it's circular. <laughs> circular sounds interesting. Like Say, can you fix tire. my square tires on the old horse and buggy? <laughs> Breaks down every time it flips. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh. It's shaped like a donut or a tire. I am a master remember that. at describing things so for the round. podcast. Round. <laughs> around. Yes, it's around. It's a round-shaped object. Yes. But on the bottom, it's it's flat, okay. right? But it's, okay, then, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it looks like a donut, I right? It's it on the bottom, it's flat. Okay, gotcha. And then they stick this handle on top. It's like very heavy. It's 25 or something kilos. And <laughs> they... Kilos. They have these special shoes where they slide ac- across the ice yeah. for a few feet. And then they on the, as they kind of on their knees, they slide the rock and they let it go ever so slowly, trying to get the rock in a certain position on that bullseye. And then each team takes a turn and they can knock each other's you know rocks around or whatever. It is the most ridiculous thing on ice. <laughs> it is, honestly. And what is the purpose of the person that's coming, you know, and, and sweeping okay. the ice as question. the stone comes down? That's a good question. And it's smooth. So the, the one thing that you'll notice about curling that's probably most people will recognize right away is that there are... As the rock is being let go, one person's throwing it or or throwing the stone. As the rock is being let go, for that 75 feet, there are often two people that are in front of it with these brushes. Yeah, and the brushes, they rub the brushes really quickly. And by making the ice smooth, they can change the direction and the speed of the rock. Uh-huh. So they can either make it smoother or they can make it rougher depending on who's which what kind of brush they have mm-hmm. and so what the person who throws the stone will then direct the two people oh. running in front of the stone basically sliding in front of the stone yeah. with these special shoes that they have on they're not ice skates they're like shoes with like smooth surfaces and, and what they do is they they will brush it in a certain direction yeah. to try and get it to land exactly where they want it to okay. land it's very weird and it's and it's like one of those sports that you just get entranced by you kind of do i love watching those and this is what you'll hear They'll show someone like I was watching the women the other day, right? The qualifying for the U.S. team, and she let that she let the rock go. And she'll scream at these two poor girls who are trying to brush as hard as they can. But they all do it. They all scream at each other so loud, and you know, and then they score a point, and everybody claps. This is there are whole stadiums that are set up with like six of sixteen of these ice ice. 
yeah, courts or whatever you call Ice them. Court. And then like people that. drink beer and they, you know, they. So many people in the north are are really into this. They, it's a spectator sport. Yeah. I thought to myself the other night, Brian, this is the most ridiculous thing you have ever watched on TV, <laughs> and you love it so much. But then it got me thinking. It's actually not the most ridiculous thing I've ever watched on sport. I've ever watched no, on TV. There's a lot more. There are so many more stupid sports than oh. than curling, and they're professional sports. People making our this. professional leagues. I've noticed this that people have now made anything a sport. Anything, anything a sport, and there are cha- whole channels dedicated to these weird sports. ESPN mm. now, ESPN, the actual channel, ESPN now has these going on on Saturday mornings and Sunday. You know, occasionally they used to throw in like a bowling league yeah. on Sunday morning, <laughs> right. and you'd be like, "Oh, interesting, they got bowling on ESPN." Uh-huh. Now they're doing like flip club and you know, uh, you know, hide <laughs> yeah. and go seek and like all this crazy. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> On the count of three, you're going to hide, you're going to try to find each other. The winner gets $50,000 and shall be the hide-and-seek champion. Yeah. So I started thinking, what are the dumbest sports that are currently consi- are, have professional leagues, like televised professional leagues? The qualification was there has to be an actual sanctioning body, a league, right, that has rules and regulations and all that. Yeah. That it has to be tel- televised or streaming, some something, some kind of live coverage, and it has to have commentators, which I think then elevates it to it an actual sport, right? Because if you're just watching two idiots, you know, I don't know, throw darts at each other's head, then that's not a sport. It's just two idiots throwing darts at yeah. each other's head. Yeah, the commentating we, is 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 key. They have professional slapping. They have professional, professional slapping. Professional slapping. This is a thing. Professional slapping. You've never seen this? No. Oh, my God. We'll do a whole episode on this because this is crazy. <laughs> Face these, slapping? Yes. These huge men uh-huh. slap each other, open-handed, slap each other. And oftentimes, they just knock each other right on the ground. They yeah. fucking knock out. But it's a thing. And it's a sport. And they do it for money. It's crazy, right? Wow. But I wanted to focus on uh, – and, and there is – commentators and money and sanctioning bodies in this slapping sport too. There are rules and regulations. And I don't know how the fuck they get to the bottom of this shit. But when I was a kid, like I'm sure you did with your siblings, we used to make up all kinds of sports. We were doing all yes, kinds of things. Sure. Yeah. You would, you know, entertain we, yourself. That's right. We would, uh, you know, take the bike and you had to, uh, you know, throw <laughs> the ball in the garbage can while you were riding down or, right. you know, if it was a rainy day, then we'd have some stupid thing. We were playing with a soccer ball in the house. Yeah, like, jump rope, you know, if you kick the ball, things. if the Fort ball building, yeah, that's right. All kind of stupid shit. <laughs> but these people took this shit and they made it into an actual sport where money is exchanged. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. First, uh, I want to get to one that I thought was really interesting and probably the most boring of the, let's call these, remember we were doing the music. Fringe Mark, sports. We were doing Mark Gormley the other day. Yeah. And I couldn't remember what the name of the type of music mm-hmm. that this guy would be classified as. It's called outsider music coming from the outside, outside of the music industry uh-huh. and really from any kind of talent whatsoever. <laughs> and, yes. just, and just making up his own shit. Right. It's pure. Let's, let us call these outsider sports. Okay. okay? These outsider, outsider sports. sports outside of the MLB, the, you know, the ones that we all know. You have to be really weird to get in this category. And so I put four together for today and I put a little commentary, a little clip of a commentary that goes on. So we might get a little taste of what's what's happening <laughs> in these leagues. Okay. The oddest one that I found, the one that certainly is the most outsider, is marble racing. Oh, marbles. Marbles. Like with marbles. Actual marbles. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that when in the 1930s or, well, you know, 1930s, we used to race marbles all the time. <laughs> it was like, you know, watching porn. <laughs> Marbles have been a thing for a long time. Oh, yeah. But never has anybody tried to make money off. I mean, you know, 
I had marbles, but I didn't even know what to do with them when I was a kid. Yeah, they were in I, a little bag. Yeah, they were in a bag. You just held them or you threw them around mm-hmm. and thought they were pretty or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in the 30s and 40s and 50s, kids used to play games with them. Yes. So this is marble racing. This mm. is an actual race. Okay. There is a piece of board that is smoothed out in waves. Okay. So imagine like a table, that, but, but a wavy table has waves. Mm-hmm. The waves are numbered one through 10. Each wave is numbered one, two, three, four, five. The marbles are set up on a little plate up at the top. Uh, imagine it's coming down a little ramp and then it's going over these waves, right? They set strategically set their marbles on this board at the top and then the board is released and then the marbles roll down the ramp and onto the waves. They're trying to see how far, how many waves they can crest on mm. the on this wood, you know, track. Yep. Without going to the very end, which is the pit, and then the marble will fall in the pit. You can't go in the pit. If you go, go in the pit, you can before the pit. Yeah, go as far as you can before you go to the pit, right? Okay. This is a sport. People get paid to do this. Hmm. And there are spectators and there are commentators in marble racing. Do you want to hear a little bit of marble yes. racing? Yes, okay. let's do it. And ooh, we get two in the catch basin, but it's one apiece. And this is actually a closer battle than what we thought. What exactly did you think about <laughs> marbles? That's my question. Than yeah. we thought. Well, uh, the prognosticators had this one all wrong. The red marbles are clearly doing much better than the blue marbles. I thought the red marbles were in really, really shape for this competition. But as you can see, I don't know. They had a long night out of the office last night. I, I think the blue marbles are steroids. They're on steroids. <laughs> it's a fucking marvel. How does all it, right. They're all way the same. Yeah. How, do they, how does one do better than the other? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand this. Momo will move on. The whole rollers and the jungle jumpers. Ooh, jungle jumpers have lost one in the back. Both teams lose one in the catch basin. But look at those two rolling around for the rollers in the 10 spots. <laughs> Come Whoa. on, really? The, he, he hasn't made it to Joe Buck level. This commentator, uh, no. not yet. I think he's, this guy this is, is like he's the intern. He's also the president and CEO of the Professional Marble okay. Association, yep. is my sense. assumption. Uh-huh. And with a name like Jungle Jumpers, we can imagine that the average age of the player here is probably 13 yeah. or 47. One of the two. Right. It's either thing. One of the either way, these players are still living in their parents' houses. So I'm mm-hmm. just guaranteeing that. Yep. Yeah, that four really hurt the jungle jumpers. They lose by six in run two of twelve. Primary and Balls of Chaos up next. <laughs> balls of balls Chaos. Balls of Chaos. <laughs> I can just see some of that. Wasn't like, that your nickname in high school? It was Balls of Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it's my name in this current marriage. Yeah, balls of Chaos. Yeah, balls of Chaos. <laughs> uh, balls of I can see the guy. Like, remember that guy from uh uh, you know the movie. You know, never fuck with the balls of Jesus or whatever. Uh, what's that movie called? The Big Lebowski. Uh, yes. You know, don't fuck with the Jesus. You know, uh-huh. the Jesus, and he's like rubbing his balls. Yes. I can see the guy who's got this. You know, he's like, don't fuck with the balls of fury or whatever your name is. <laughs> watch out for my balls. <laughs> These guys must take their marvels very seriously. Mm-hmm. As down they come, the waves too strong for several. This is an interesting strategic event that some of the marbles, they've kind of been scratching their heads on how to approach this. Do you want to sacrifice a back marble in order to give you the necessary push to get farther into the waves? Oh, so like one marble could push another marble? It all happens so fast. I just don't know. It's all, it's also boring. And, sport. Yeah, like if you, there's a tray, that tray has four lines up, four lines across by four lines down. Yeah. And there's. Uh, a whole, you know, a little marble holder. They can place their marbles 
going one, back and forth one at a time, I guess determined by a coin toss. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> and they can place them where they want to on that tray. Yeah. Then the tray is released and the marbles start to roll. Mm-hmm. I guess the only strategy here is where do you place the marble on that tray in order to get the maximum potential roll? And how does one ball fall after the other ball? Mm-hmm. The reality is, this is a complete game of chance. <laughs> like, there is no rhyme or reason to yeah. how a mar. I mean, I, I guess really... phys- there's physics involved. Yes. And you might understand physics. But you really have to take this a stretch to call this a sport. I mean, you really do. You what do. Exactly what physical exertion is being had here, I don't know. But marble racing is a thing. And a thing that is watched by twenty to 30,000 people every event, Chrissy. Hmm. twenty or 30,000 people. We can't get twenty or 30,000 people listening to this fucking podcast. <laughs> Some teams are opting for that. Others have seen what happens exactly here. That push can sometimes be too strong, and you end up dumping several for zero. Look at that, the hazers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going to have a sport like marbles, here's my opinion. <laughs> you should have an announcer like Joe Buck, because that's the only way you're ever going to make this fucking Look interesting. Look at the red one coming. You need to have somebody some excitement. or some controversial yeah. one, right? It's, I, I don't know. Looks like an Indian to me. <laughs> <laughs> like say just like crazy, stupid, you know, yeah. grandpa type shit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> balls of fury, my ass. I had balls of fury in 21 coming out of now. <laughs> I was fucking everything that moved. <laughs> there's a cream for balls of fury. Yeah. There's a what? <laughs> there's a cream for that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cream for that, boy. See me afterwards. You don't know how to play marbles. I'll show you how to play marbles. Three zeros. They need to cut a finger off if you don't win or something like that. Yes. There needs to be like real stakes involved. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or uh, you, other people just get to pelt the pelt loser you. with right. the marbles. <laughs> There's a paintball game modified for marbles. Yes. And you have to take three in the nuts. Yes. <laughs> that is the sport I would want. Balls of Sure. But balls of bruising. It's not a good way to move along. Okay, so okay, that's not a good balls, way to move along. All right, the marbles, I had so. to start slow, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work my way up here. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. To, now, here's one that I didn't even know existed until I started actually looking. When I thought about it, I started coming up with lots of examples of things that I've seen on TV that are considered they call them sports or are on sports channels, but clearly, you know, might might be hard. This one might actually be considered a sport. Okay. Because of the simple fact that there's much pure physicality of this skill skill i don't know if skill yeah. but it's physicality yeah and that is professional tag your it oh and this has been going on <laughs> tag your it tag professional tag professional tag now let me try and explain and i'll put it up on youtube.com slash the commercial break and we're now going to insert some pictures and videos into our um into our videos on youtube.com slash the commercial break so if we're explaining something and you'd like to see the visual of it just go and check out the clip and then you'll be able to see it there is a let's call it 40 by 40 ring that is (laughs) encased in uh, plexiglass this isn't in a park somewhere like it's in a stadium okay it's in an actual stadium now a small stadium but a stadium right and they have put all kinds of what I would call obstacles mm-hmm. around inside of this ring. They There are bars, there are ladders, there are platforms, there are overs, there are unders. There are all kinds of things in the middle. 
And the whole goal is to see how long you can stay away from the other person. That's the classic. That's classic tag, right? Tag, yeah. So you get so you get placed in one place, and then you say go, and everybody in the guy, the one guy who's being chased, runs. Right? Mm-hmm. He goes through the through this and up that and down this. It's like I pop. Mean, is it two people? Two people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One chasing, one one getting yes. chased. One, you know, one. One has the tag and one's giving it to the other person, just like the old <laughs> right, days. Right. When it was That's not like a sport. I remember it. That's right. <laughs> so the whole object is to try and evade the your other the other person yeah. by jumping all around, right? It's like parkour, professional parkour, but the whole objective is tag. Okay. So these guys are really in good shape because they got to do a bunch of jumping around and all over the place. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. GNF versus United. Chase one. United evading. This is it, the final of World Chase Tag. And it is the French versus the Americans. The Americans chasing and chasing well. Seth Rugy hunting down Clément Dumais. Strong start. Yeah, see, now this guy knows hunting. how to do it. Yeah, now there's there's clearly a big live audience back there, right? Yeah. Clay Vare's going to the USA. <laughs> He's chasing him down. Oh, tag, you're in again. <laughs> By the way, these matches last less than 10 seconds. I'm sure. Because it's a 40 by 40 ring. There's not many places to go. You can't actually hide under something. He's yeah. going to get you, right? There's no hiding places. <laughs> it's just platforms you. and stuff. I'm going to get you. I'm going <laughs> to get you. That's what I tell my children. I'm going to get you. What if I was a professional tagger? <laughs> and in the match, USA versus Spain. It's Tagmaster Brian Green, also known as Tag Bagmaster. <laughs> Here comes Brian to his signature sound. I'm going to get you. <laughs> Athletes ready. Red says ready. I'm going to get you. <laughs> Look how his competitor crumbles in fear. As he knows the pain is coming once he hears, I'm going to get you! <laughs> is there a baton? No. It's just a touch? It's just a touch. It's hand only. Gotcha. Yeah. If it was a baton, you just go around whacking each other, <laughs> breaking arms. Like, uh, what if you had a police sift or whatever they call those things? Like a blackjack and you were just smacking people in the eye? Oh, he lost an eye, but I'm going to get you! <laughs> <laughs> Strikes fear Tag, in the heart, <laughs> the heart of men. <laughs> Brian coming, it's striking fear in everyone in the arena. They know it's coming. There it is, the signature. I'm going to get you. <laughs> tag, you're it. Tag, tag, you're it. <laughs> and he just won $50,000. Someone, there's $50,000 at stake here. $50,000 for tag, you're it. Wow. God, I never even liked this game when I was a kid. It was so boring because it was just like we were in a big field and be like, tag, you're it. You run away from each other. Tag somebody. Yeah, I was was more brainy. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, you know, games like, uh, yeah, uh, which girl can I kiss today? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Chase two, GNF evading. Athletes running. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. We will have a new name on the trophy. It might well be GNF. Ben Aloua 
Murphy bouncing off the tilted cube. Chasing Chetruji, who goes down, but he was tagged anyway. Now, these literally, these matches last for three to five seconds. Yeah, because it seems it's, like it. Yeah, it's almost over. It's not the most inter- it's, it's fun to watch them bounce around, but it's not the most interesting sport in the world. It, yeah. it lasts there lasts so little time, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of strategy to it except just try and like get away. I mean, <laughs> it's just to like get you. Actually, that is the strategy. <laughs> I have to get you. He's going to get you. <laughs> Run faster. <laughs> Chase Green, United evading zero all. Athletes running. Davis Vasconcelos. Goes up to the ridge, looking to descend on Belano Afiyus. In the wrong part of the court, there is no escape there, Ben 10. Landed straight on top of him there. Spike. There is no, no escape, escape anywhere, literally. You're trapped in a glass yeah. case. <laughs> we just realized how stupid this really is. If they put together a whole arena floor of like places to hide and stuff right. like that. Right, well that's what I was saying, is it like a awesome. make-believe forest? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you could kind of hide Absolutely, a now you're, now you're yeah. getting it. A bush. Yeah. And through the and through the holler, you would hear, <laughs> oh, "I'm going to get you." you, you. It's like Hunger Games. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Remember those guys made a movie about uh, tag? They made the movie here in Atlanta, actually. And John Hamm was in it, and it was called Tag. Oh, John Hamm, Jason Statham. I mean, uh, not Jason Statham. Jason uh, Bateman. Okay. A bunch of people were in it, right? And yeah. it was called Tag, and it was about a guy, a group of guys. It's a true story. A group of guys who have a lifelong game of tag going on. <laughs> And they have done this tag in birthing rooms, like while they're while they've been having children. Like one guy's having a child. Birthing rooms. Yeah, in like literally what? while there's a part in the movie that's a that's a true part of the story. I have not seen this. The, one of the wives of the men, as they grow up, right? They yeah. started it when they were thirteen. Yeah. As they grow up, they have children. There are all all these life situations, and one of the men is in the middle of. Watching his child get born inside of the birthing room. And somebody tagged and him. And somebody tagged him. Somebody oh. came in and tagged him. It's like, uh, just taking it too far. Burn. Now, <laughs> let's go to one that I'm sure most, that a lot of Americans who uh, of a certain flavor are going to understand what this is, and maybe some other people won't. Cornhole. Oh, yes. I love cornhole. I love cornhole too. As a backyard sport, I think it's really yeah. interesting. I think it's fun. The drunker I get, the better I get. It's like pool and darts. The more drunk I and get, bowling. the better I get. And bowling. Yeah, mm-hmm. bowling, true. Uh, but cornhole, I never really considered a sport. It was just a thing you did in someone's yeah. backyard while you're waiting for the steak to be cooked Correct. or the cocaine to show up, right? One of the two. Correct. <laughs> we, yes. So uh, cornhole is an actual sport now. And it is high stakes Big money, sponsors involved. This is what's on ESPN regularly. And Fox Sports South and Fox Sports regularly has this Champions League of Cornhole, <laughs> who are usually white men. Uh, there are men and women's leagues and mixed leagues and stuff like that. But let's say for this, for this particular clip, white men from the ages of 20 to 50 years old mm-hmm. in Birkenstocks, shorts. They're wearing Beats headphones. They're... <laughs> Normally, this is played with a lot of alcohol involved. You got to understand, right? Yeah, normally. Yeah, you've seen the Google cornhole. It's a little hard to explain, but there are two boards set up at bean each bags. end. It's bean bags. You throw it into a, a hole. hole. That's it. You can slide them up the board and throw it in the hole directly. Mm-hmm. Put it in there. There's a there is a huge league that's going on that's got big money involved and it's being televised big right money, now. Big money, big money, big money, big money, big money. Big money, big money, big money. <laughs> <laughs> no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Whammies, <laughs> whammies gonna get you. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, you ready? Yes. Here we go. We're going to listen to a little cornhole now, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Professional cornhole. Harbaugh, such a beautiful bag, just spins it in. Harbaugh's got such, such a, beautiful a beautiful bag. bag. I like the right one better than the left one. It's hanging a little bit lower. Give it a spin. Give it a spin. Give it a uh-huh. spin and watch it pop. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of downtime. In the it's corner. interesting too, Trey. When you look at the doubles, it's a change in strategy too. How, you know, how do they decide who's gonna like? How do how do they decide there's gonna be a professional sport? I'm waiting for him to say that. Like, how do they decide to send me here right. in the middle of Milwaukee on a Tuesday afternoon? Well, I was gonna say, like, where too is the, the these being played? Like, you know, golf is usually around very yeah. sunny places. And, so these seem like they're played. I mean, in, if I wanted to raise a professional cornholer, where would I go? <laughs> Somewhere in Nashville, Tennessee seems like okay. a great place to okay. start. Got or it. any backyard in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, okay. I think it's a southern thing, right? Maybe I don't I don't know. Who knows? I've not, I haven't been anywhere else. <laughs> Cornhole's everywhere, I'm sure. But it seems like a like a tailgating thing. Like yeah. that's where it started. It's just Definitely. a tailgate game, right? Yes. Uh and these guys, they have terms for certain type things. They call one an airmail and a slider and a pitch shot. And they're very technical about all this. Yeah. And that's when you know things are getting serious. Like you're moving toward a sport, quote unquote, is because they come up with terminology that's all its own and people start taking it way too seriously. Right. When I was playing cornhole, you just threw the bag. If you got it in, congratulations, you got a point. That was it. That we was didn't it, yeah. we didn't have terms for the way we were throwing. Sidearm, side slide. That's an airmail. <laughs> that's an airmail. <laughs> Devin Harbaugh and Tyler Cobb decide they were gonna line up this way and put Harbaugh against Greg Geary, who's been so hot this weekend. So when before every game there's a coin toss. Whoever wins the coin toss can choose one of two things. You can choose where you and your partner stand, exactly locations, or you can choose who each player is going to play against, and then your opponent goes and stands where they stand, and you follow them accordingly. Okay, you've already lost me here, bro. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know what we do? Uh, You want to take the right side? I'll take the left side. (laughs) Hey, come on, man. You're taking this way too seriously. <laughs> there is a coin toss according to rule 7.6.7. And that's that, who decide. That I literally made up on my own. That's who goes first? Yes. You, what? You that's decide who, goes, who first. goes first on what side of the board they go on, which side yep. of the board they go. Like the wind's going to affect it. It's like it's indoors. Yeah. What are you talking about? There's yeah. no, I don't think there's any distinct advantage. It's a cornhole. Yeah. So in most cases, when you're playing in doubles play in cornhole, assuming you're not dealing with any type of outside air, but of course the airmail in itself is a lower percentage shot just to hit it. Cool. Cool, bro. Uh, not sure what you fucking said, man, but yeah, sweet. <laughs> you mind if I dab? Can you get the pizza tonight? Yeah. <laughs> you mind if I dab? Is that cool? You cool with that? Because, I mean, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but watching those beanbags fly is not really all that interesting. <laughs> I first watched this beanbag tournament, listened to the beanbag tournament, I should say. I was not watching, but listening to the bean to the cornhole tournament. When I was driving back from Indiana mm. on Adderall, oh, right. <laughs> I put the beanbag tournament. I, I noticed it on at two in the morning. Yeah, it was, and so I put it on. I put the 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 audio on, mm-hmm. um, and I was listening to it. And I'm telling you what, Holy, 
I was fascinated, riveting. but I'm sure it was the drugs talking because <laughs> it was not riveting. <laughs> Jimmy McGuffin, regarded pretty much as one of the top air mailers <laughs> in this. <laughs> Jimmy McGuffin, we call him Jimmy McLovin. <laughs> Jimmy McGuffin, we call him Jimmy McMuffin. Yeah, he, by the way, his nickname should be Jimmy McMuffin because yes. <laughs> it looks like he had a few of those for breakfast. He's he's been roundly considered as the best airmailer that has ever lived. Best in the business. That's right. Literally in the six months we've been bullshitting about this sport. <laughs> He's the best. McMuffin. Yeah, there's, top. there's nothing to compare him to, but he's the top of the top. Right. In the history of the sport, really. What is the history of the sport? There is none. Since what have they been keeping track of? Cornhole. Yeah, there has none. There's cornhole tournaments, and that's it. Come on, guys, get it together. Cornhole is not a sport. I'm just saying it's, it's not a not. sport. It's not. It's a fun hobby pastime. I agree. And like uh, a lot of other fun hobby pastimes, I'm sure that this will get some traction. But I don't think this will ever be at the level of like the MLB or anything like that. No. Or who knows? Maybe, maybe you never know. I don't know. Do they do professional bocce? They do do professional bocce yeah. in, in Italy. It's a big deal. Oh yeah, it's a big yeah, well, deal. I was on a bocce league for a couple. Me of too. Years. I was yeah. with you. You were with me, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> I was with you. Well, some nights I was with you. Yeah. <laughs> Other nights I was too hungover or already drunk to show up. But we were in that bocce league. Yes, we were in the bocce league. I think it depended on whether or not the girl I was kind of dating at the time was in that rotation. Because if she was, then I usually was not there. And if she was there, then I, or wasn't there, then I was there. It was fun. And I can see how that would be kind of a precursor to now this, this, this cornhole. This cornhole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think bocce is much more interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think so. It's a hard ball. It's a hard ball. (laughs) I'm not sure why else where it's interesting, but it's just more fun to watch. That's my opinion. Okay, you ready? Yeah. The creme de la creme Ooh. of silly sports currently being played is one that started during just the during the pandemic. This is the first okay. professional uh, championship or professional games at all of this particular sport. Two brothers, I think they're in Seattle. Two brothers have been playing a game since they were a little kid that a lot of kids with siblings or friends played. When you have a balloon that you blew up, not a helium balloon, but a balloon mm-hmm. or a helium balloon as it starts to die or whatever, you play a game of keep up. And that means basically is that I will hit it once. I will yeah, put, punch it in the air, sure. and then you, and you're the next person. Now you hit it. You punch it. In you the go air. back and forth, and the mm-hmm. person who lets it drop loses, right? And then if you want to keep score, you keep score. Two brothers were doing this at a whole nother level. They were jumping <laughs> over couches. They were diving under tables. They were jumping all around. And their videos, TikTok and Instagram videos and YouTube videos, became extremely popular over the pandemic because people found a new game that they could play at home yeah. with their kids or the kids could play or whatever. Sure. It's cheap and easy. Cheap and easy. There's nothing to it. Yeah. You get a fucking balloon <laughs> and you have a living room. If you've got furniture and a balloon, you can get that done. Or if your friends have furniture and you have a balloon, yeah. a balloon costs seven cents exactly, though, yeah. you know, with some hot air. So the so some people in Spain took this to a whole nother level. The brothers said Why not? this should be a professional sport. Somebody mm-hmm. should make this into a professional sport. Mm-hmm. And they did. They did it. In Spain. Leave it up to the Spaniards. I like these guys' gumption, right? Leave it up to the Spaniards. Yeah. Now, just like we were talking about earlier in Spanish, Chrissy and I have no idea how to speak in Spanish. <laughs> and this is all in Spanish, but I'm going to do my best to translate as we go along. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. España. Turno de España. Oh, yeah. Tournament of Spain. Okay. España, Uruguay. Spain versus Uruguay. Tío que está ha venido hasta la madre a verle, la familia. Hoy la han entrevistado en cuatro. 
Ander Cortés, viene el representante español. I cannot believe this Still is a family. No, yeah, he said, I cannot believe this is a sport. I'm actually feeding my family talking about balloons. That's what he said. <laughs> Now, of course, they got to play each other's national anthem. So he said, it's very important to play the national anthem to pretend like this is an actual yes. sport. Yeah. <laughs> Estoy nervioso, macho. Te lo digo en serio. He said he's very nervous that nobody's buying the pay-per-view. <laughs> he said something about John Franquesa. Okay. <laughs> he said next time we're not going to play these songs every time. <laughs> Frente Uruguay. He said, in the front comes Uruguay. Okay, now what I want you to understand a little bit about this sport. Four walls, some furniture in the middle, one balloon. It's a recreated living room. Recreated living room with glass walls, right? So you can see in the middle. And there heard about this. Yes, and there are three official referees, dressed like referees. Three? Three. There are two people in the room wearing helmets, two young, you know, they're younger people. And a bunch of furniture. All the furniture has a sponsor. It's like Mentos or, you know, Volkswagen or whatever, okay. right? They all have sponsors, way sponsored out. And the guys who are doing the announcing, I'm assuming are the guys who invested in this particular thing. There's like a 25,000 euro prize. It's sure it costs a lot of money to put this television production on. It's, it's pretty well done, right? It's not yeah. a YouTube video. It's pretty well done. It's a live event yeah. in an actual stadium. It's a tiny little stadium, but it's a, it's a stadium indoors. And then they have referees and they have instant replay. Now, ah. I want that I want you to keep this in mind as we move Insert, forward. I'm like picturing somebody. <laughs> That's literally yeah. what they're doing. They're like diving across and <laughs> Oh, and I forgot to tell you the rules. You have to hit upwards or sideways. Right. You cannot hit in any motion down, down. downwards. So if at any time the referees think that you're trying to hit it even like at an angle downwards, you get a point taken away. Mm -hmm. The other person gets a point. El suquito leal. He just said, this is awful. We, should, <laughs> yeah. we shouldn't What play we these. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Uruguay. Qué barbaridad de partido. Estoy nervioso, Alfredo. Yo también, yo también, yo también. Y luego acabo de ver ahí, acabo de ver el tinte de el uruguayo. He said, I'm trying to figure out something to say about Uruguayo. I'm going to get you. Las peores rondas para el español van a ser las primeras. Me temo que aquí va a sufrir el español seguro. He said, at this moment, all of Spain is wondering why we're doing this. He said, I'm so nervous. I spent all my family money on this. Con 600,000 personas en directo. Qué tensión, qué nervios. Okay, there's the whistle. De Jan. They're hitting the ball. I'll put this video on YouTube. There goes the There's the balloon. He hit it. The other guy hit it. The other guy hit it. Everyone's hitting it. That's all you do? We're speaking over each other? Alfredo, ¿qué te parece? Okay, now, now, now. The game is stopped. Because someone thinks, because the referee thinks that it was hit in a downward motion. Uh -oh. he, the, it looked like it went to the side, but it actually went downwards. Now the whole fucking television program explodes. And I'll explain why. Let's just listen to him in the background. He's saying, no, he hit it under. He hit it under. He hit it under. Like he's, he went up. He went up. He went up. Right? 
There are six commentators in the booth. Six, right? Wow. Ranging from young to old. All of them speaking over each other, so you can't understand a fucking word. Six commentators. Like I said, I think these guys are all investors in this particular sport. With one main guy who is a rather rotund Spanish man. Now what you're hearing is you're hearing the referee, all three referees have now gone to the instant replay booth to see exactly if it went up or down. But they don't really, this is happening so on the fly that they don't understand exactly how they measure that. Yeah. So you tell maybe about the the angle of the yeah, hand. The angle of the hand, the correct? Or the angle of the, of the balloon, right? Like if it's yeah. like that, or if it's good. like that. If did you cup this, your hand, right? Yeah. If it's anything other than this, that's right. So this is so bad, Chrissy. Up, go, up. Yeah, up. I know, but you can go sideways too. So yeah, it's like you, you, you know, yeah. But it has to be middle. It has it's to be the middle or curved. That's right. That's right. That's what they're saying. But this is such a fucking mess that at the end of the day, the referees decide that he tried, he hit it sideways, right? They yeah. say, we think he hit it sideways, so we're taking no points away. But one of the announcers is called over to make the final decision. Oh. Now imagine if in no. the ninth inning of the world championship, If three referees can't get it right, yeah. call in the announcer. And a replay guy. And a replay guy. So they called in an announcer. Like calling in Joe Buck to make yeah. the final call and slide at the plate during the World Series. It's absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> this has got to be... The most ridiculous thing uh, I've ever seen on, in my really, entire life. It truly is. But it was so fucking fascinating yeah. to watch these kids playing uh, this balloon ball or whatever you call it <laughs> and having ball. balloon balls. <laughs> He's got nice sacks. Uh, Joe McGuffin. Joe, uh, <laughs> Joe McLovin. <laughs> <laughs> the best. He's regarded as one of the best airmen. He's re he's regarded as one of the best sack handlers that ever was. And I'll tell you what, yep. I've seen a few sack handlers in my time. <laughs> oh my god, I could go on. I could go on forever. Sports that aren't quite sports that should be sports that aren't sports that might be sports. There you go. There you have it. There's a general recap. We got four of the thirty that I could think of. There's Chrissy tuning out as I do all the show yes. liners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dancing. I know it. I know how she goes. All right. Well, listen. Uh, I think we've got all we done. We done enough today. I'm still battling salmonella. Yes. I'm still not feeling 100. percent So if I sound a little muddle mouth today, that's why. It's because I don't have any fluids in my body. Uh, yeah. And I want to thank everybody who took the time to like and comment on our recent videos. Go to YouTube.com/slash The Commercial Break. Uh, please check us out and subscribe. We now have actual imagery. So when we're talking about some of these clips, they're actually on the YouTube channel. You can see them right here where I'm putting my hand. You can see them right there. So now you can see what we're talking about if you're interested. YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break. Add The Commercial Break on Instagram. Go ahead and send us a text message, 661-BEST-TO-YO. We'll get back to you. I promise we'll get back to you eventually. I've been a little under the weather. So uh, if you've texted us in the last couple days, we will get back to you. I promise. And make sure to go get your TCB sticker. I want to thank all my good friends at CastBox, Squatty Potty, all the wonderful people um, at uh, at Fuego Chips who have sent us a lot of chips, yeah. at Moon Cheese who have sent us Moon Cheese. They're keeping us fed. Well, keeping you fed at least. <laughs> I'm just over here losing weight by the yeah. minute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. We're going to be back uh, soon with another wonderful edition of The Commercial yes, Break. We will. And then yeah. we'll have a new season coming up too. Season three. Brand new studio. Brand new content. Brand new attitude, less <laughs> listeners. That's 
That's how it's going. That's the goal. More commercials, less listeners. You know how it goes. We're gonna pretty soon the whole second half of the commercial break is just gonna be commercials. Well, that might work. You never know. People might be into that. It's it's in the name. Yeah, there's only YouTube channels that are dedicated to commercials, and they do well. You know, we're gonna need to start opening presents too. Opening like. Like opening Cr- presents. Oh yeah, to get viewers. We let's do some unboxing. Yeah, you want to do, do unboxing? unboxing? Okay, yeah. we'll do a couple episodes on unboxing. We'll get some boxes. We, boxes that we we'll can open, unbox open right our, here. We'll open our Christmas presents to each other. That might be a good idea. Yeah. Or let's order some stuff on the internet and let's unbox it here like they do online, <laughs> yes. and we'll make it fun. Let's unbox yes. a dildo or like some KY jelly yeah. or something. Okay, I like that. Yeah. We just came up with some TCB content. We did. Look at that on the fly. Look at us working twenty four hours a day, seven Never days stops. a week for your pleasure. Never That's stops. it. That's all I can do today. I love you. I love. You. Best to you. Best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, we always say, and we always mean, bye. bye. The commercial break. New episodes on Tuesdays and now Fridays. New YouTube clips drop daily at youtube.com slash the commercial break. Visit tcbpodcast.com for access to our entire media library. Follow us at the commercial break on Instagram. Each episode is written and produced by Brian Green, co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley, with additional content provided by Tina Connell.